It's Monday, pun day. Last time I flew overseas, I arrived, but my luggage did not. I tried to sue the airline, but I lost my case. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. Glad you could join us for this hour of spiritual direction. My name is Patrick Conley. Speaking of trips overseas, my very first trip overseas ever was to the Holy Land. And it wasn't a pilgrimage so much as a mission trip with the campus ministry organization I was part of. Though we did visit some of the holy sites, our focus was on serving the people who lived there. I spent my days volunteering at an orphanage in Bethlehem. While we were there, I started to gain an appreciation for how complicated the political and religious landscape is in that area of the world. And I remember one piece of wisdom someone shared with me regarding the complexity of the situation. He said, if you come to the Holy Land for a week, you write a book. If you come for a month, you write an article. If you come for a year, you don't write anything at all. In other words, the more familiar you get with the situation, the more complicated it becomes. As you know, the Holy Land is again enmeshed in a war and stands in desperate need of peace. And that's not the only place in the world that needs peace. Ukraine and Russia need peace. But you know what? So does our country. So does your city, your community. So do the households in your parish including yours, and so do you. Like all the fruits of the Spirit, the Lord intends to visit his peace on this world primarily through his church, through you and me, vessels of the Holy Spirit as we are. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus tells us, for they will be called children of God. So how do we go about making peace? Peace in our lives, peace in our families, in our communities, and in our world. How do you become a peacemaker? That's the focus of today's show, Becoming a Peacemaker. Guiding us in our thoughts and considerations today is our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. Father Fallon is a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Louis and serves as the chaplain of the Catholic Student Center at Washington University. Father Fallon, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Patrick. Good morning, everyone. Great to have you with us, Father. What, uh, well, this whole realm of being a peacemaker... I mean, what do you think's involved in that? What what is what are some of the essential elements of being a peacemaker, Father? I think if we're going to be a peacemaker in our own lives, we have to be able to recognize the author of peace, uh, the one from whom peace comes, and allowing Jesus to be a part of our lives, allowing Him to uh, be one we encounter, and then to transform us first. Then we can become that channel of that peace. Mm-hmm. Back to the old, uh, you can't give what you don't have, right? I mean, that's it's got to start there, right? For sure. And if we look at the complexities of the world as we see the atrocities that are happening in the Holy Land, there's a time where we might be able to feel just helpless. Or right. why is it even worth being someone who's filled with peace? But Jesus would help us to remember uh, and to be consoled in the fact that he is the one that brings his peace and in his time and in his purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that, I mean, I think starting there is a good place to start about uh, recognizing the peace that Jesus has come to bring us personally and how we can in- embrace that peace and cultivate it within our own spiritual lives. 
So what do we know about the peace that Jesus comes to bring from the scriptures, Father? Uh, in the Gospel of John, we hear Jesus say, Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mm-hmm. So in John 14, as Jesus is speaking of this peace, he's saying, look, it's going to look different than the way that the world says. Uh, you know, the world would just say, let's just have peace. Let's not have any conflict at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus says, no, the, the peace that I wish to bring uh, first begins with that transformation. Uh, and then it requires a sacrifice. It requires us to acknowledge that it's not just about everybody getting along. Uh, it's about living with purpose in the way that Christ teaches us. Yeah. I appreciate that you bring up the distinction there, Father, because I think a lot of times we can be uh, kind of, I mean, even unwittingly, you know, just drawn into this idea of peace is is merely just getting along. Everybody's getting along. But uh, we, even, we even see that uh, in our own, as I started the show, uh, even in our own households, that we don't all get along. Now, granted, I mean... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't always descend into out-and-out warfare, but um, certainly we have conflict in our world. So there's something to do with peace that Jesus brings that is something that far transcends that. Can you go into that a little bit, Father? Yeah, I look at Jesus on the cross, and I see him, the Prince of Peace, as one who was rejected and scorned, uh, was pierced through, uh, who was abandoned by almost everyone. Mm-hmm. And look at that and be able to say that Jesus really puts his life on the line and, and loses his life for this peace. Mm-hmm. And then there's the worldly peace, which I call John Lennon peace, where it's just like, can't we all just get along and, you know, just kind of hold hands and, and do kumbaya type of thing? There's no, there's no real sacrifice in that. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's pretty much a, a, akin to why don't you come along to my way of thinking, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, but that's that's not peace. That's complacency. So Jesus yeah. really shows us and models it. Right. And it's a great point. And I, I guess the reason I'm kind of sighing with that is that uh, I, well, I very much appreciate and I want to explore further this whole idea of sacrifice that comes along. But, but like you, this uh, kind of taken with, use your words, just John Lennon type of piece seems to say that, yes, if we, if we just remove all the things that cause, cause conflict in our world, then we'll be fine. But like you say, even that in and of itself can move us into conflict, right? Because, um, well, we have different ideas about what causes conflict in our world. Paul the Sixth has a great quote, and you know you see it on bumper stickers sometimes. It's the uh, "If you want peace, work for justice." Yeah. And and what I like about that is that it's a call to action. Mm. It's a recognition of not just social justice, but truly like what is right. What what is the right thing to do in this moment? And I can't begin to understand geopolitical complexities, but I can be one who does the right thing in my life. Yeah. And I can ask Jesus to be the one to teach me daily how to do that. That's, yeah. And then all of us working together in that, uh, that's where we can be agents of true peace. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, as we're talking about becoming peacemakers, what goes into being a peacemaker? How are you a peacemaker in your life? Do you pray for peace? 
Have you sought peace in your family, in your workplace, in your community? How have you done that? How have you worked for justice in order to come about to peace? Give us a call and join the conversation. We welcome your phone calls at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address, if you'd prefer to send us an email, is innerlife at relevantradio.com. And we'll do our best to get those on the air. So, Father, um, again, going back to this whole idea of sacrifice that, um, that, and working for justice, and maybe just uh, make it a little more, more explicit to us, maybe on the local level, like you were just saying, I can do something in my immediate environment that includes working for justice but through sacrifice. What might that look like in, in our lives today? Let's talk about the guy on the side of the road when you get off the interstate. Okay. It's easy for us to see someone who is not in peace, uh, who's asking something of you. Uh, There can be the cynic that says, well, if I bring money, then he's just going to use this in a way that's not helpful, etc., etc. Okay, if if it's really something that's nagging at you, well, then maybe go volunteer. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe maybe don't just put a dollar uh, in the guy's hand uh, or even a water bottle, but go to a place and, and understand what resources are already available and then maybe invite that person into those resources. See, that's where it costs us something. It's not just the, gee golly, I read this headline and what a shame. Uh, there is a sacrifice in us living out the gospel and being those peacemakers. If we're going to be blessed as Jesus invites us to be in the Beatitudes, that's where that cost of that sacrifice uh, will mean we have to move out of comfort, uh, out of familiarity, and really entrust ourselves to the Lord to be those agents of peace. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think, too, that it has something, it, it, I mean, it's a great suggestion, but even within our own homes and when we when we are find ourselves uh, in conflict with or even, even a mild disagreement with those who are in our family and that sort of thing, I mean, we're... We're looking ahead, all right, right? We've got some pretty intense family times coming up here. A lot of people enjoy uh, Thanksgiving together with family, Christmas together with family, and that sort of thing. And I'm just thinking that uh, even when there can come up some marked differences of opinion in those places, that still calls upon us to uh, work for justice, but oftentimes to sacrifice, I don't know, maybe sacrifice the opportunity to continue the argument. I don't know, something like that. Would that be working for peace through justice? Brilliant. Yeah, there's a comedian that says that he, at Thanksgiving, likes to say the controversial thing and just lean back in his chair and let his family <laughs> fight. Yeah, right. But but what if we just don't take the bait? You know, what if the opposing political view or the controversial topic is brought up by the relative? Why do you have to be right? Hmm. What? Why does it really matter? You know, and, and, and I think... That, that silence in that moment is something that's focused on a greater perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I think sometimes the world wants us to be polarized and wants us to be divided, wants us to choose sides. Whereas Christ says, there are very important rights and wrongs in the world, and let's focus on those, as opposed to some of the things that maybe uh, just cause discord and, and tension can I lose a couple of arguments for the sake of love for that family member? Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I love it. I love the idea of that. Am I willing? Cause it's, it's cutting to my heart. I'm sure. And, and as it, I'm guessing it does for many of us, um, can I lose an argument? Can I be willing to, 
um, or at least at the very least to uh, kind of say, all right, well, let's uh, let's just leave it at that or not, you know, not furthering the argument, things that go on there. Again, we're talking about being becoming peacemakers in our own lives and our own families. And then perhaps too, how that peace can uh, can go forth from us into greater, greater bounds, I guess, uh, into our communities, into our world. How can we see that take a hold? If you have ways that you have worked for peace in your own family, maybe you have given up the opportunity to uh, continue the argument with a family member, give us a call and join the conversation. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. Father, one of the things that came to mind as you were speaking about that um, was that I've been I've been reading some uh, Father Jacques Philippe lately, and uh, he he mentions that the you know the misdeeds of others, the things that others do, essentially they cost us nothing. I mean that that's his that's what he says, and and not not saying that we can't take on you know sacrificial attitudes towards that, but essentially I think the point that he's trying to get across is that um, the 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 evil that others do or say. I mean, it doesn't have a taxing toll on us, uh, on us, in terms of our own spiritual health, right? Unless we let it, unless we engage with it in a particular way. Another thing that he says um, in a different book, he says, embracing his peace, Christ's peace, that is, is a true calling addressed to us by God. Being at peace is an essential element of the Christian vocation. So, in your in your thoughts, Father, why is peace in our own lives, in our spiritual lives, why is it so essential? I think it's essential because it's foundational to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the family member or, or the stranger or any point in between who says something about you or does something to you, uh, Jesus wants to accompany us in that. And especially like that first quote that you were talking about where something might rattle us, uh, why, I think is an important question for us to ask. Mm-hmm. Is it because it was something that disrupted my identity, well, that's a place where the Lord is trying to say, no, no, don't let your identity rest in what that person says about you or does to you. Let your identity rest in me. Let me be the one that provides peace in you first so that you might be able to be like me. Look at how Jesus in his own life uh, was misunderstood, uh, was misrepresented, was betrayed. Uh, And he bore all those things to show us uh, to give us that path to follow. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the, the experience of prayer in that second quote that you were bringing up is just so important because I want to be able to learn how, Jesus, to embrace your peace. That's a calling that you're giving to us. Teach me how to do that. Allow that to be an important element of my vocation, as Jack Philippe would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that again to to strive for in that way. And one of the things that I, I also think about in terms of uh, peace and it being so essential, such a such an important part of our, our lives too, is that it also it, it's tied in. We've already mentioned how peace is tied in with justice. It's also tied in with hope, right? I mean, it's saying that look, whatever whatever um, you know, whatever squabble, whatever fight, whatever conflict, whatever war. We may be involved with that. Ultimately, there is good that will prevail. Yeah, it's a tough time to say that. It you know, is. for for someone to say, I hope that the Palestinian and Israeli conflict can come to an amicable end. I, that doesn't seem like it's a possibility right now, uh, but we have to think in the way that the Lord does, who sees time 
in a blink Mm -hmm. and to recognize that we will gather around the same table, all of us, one day. And can I live with that hope as something that permeates how I live right now? Um, and, and to be able to look at, yeah, here, here are some just things that need to happen. Here are the circumstances that we're facing in October of 2023. But, Lord, I, I can't wait for the moment in heaven uh, where there will be that true and lasting peace. Mm-hmm. And, and how can I m- take steps forward towards that journey with you in that right now? Yeah. What about somebody who would say that acting or, or adopting that sort of attitude of hope, Father, that it really... I mean, it diminishes the importance of some of the injustices that are going on in the Holy Land or, again, in our very own homes or in our communities, right, when we are working for peace. Um, I don't believe it does that. But what would you say to somebody who says, well, I mean, how can you how can you just kind of turn a blind eye towards that? Uh, that but that's not what you're saying, I understand. But uh, how would you address something like that? Yeah, it, Christians can be recognized, you know, and, and thought of as fools, because we're saying, oh, no, but someday these things will not be. Well, I, I would say, yeah, fine, like, call us fools for that hope, but I need, I need that as a motivation to continue to take steps forward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would just kind of sit and say, well, it's hopeless, or what's the point? And I, I think that's where Jesus uh, can be an invitation to other people to say, look, we're our role as Christians is to be in the square, in, in the world, to, to talk about these things, to be agents of peace, uh, and, and to be able to say, like, what are the practical solutions? But we can also dream of a time where the Lord will fulfill and redeem and, and bring his rest to all those things. We can have both. Yeah. Yeah, indeed we can. Again, our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, chaplain of the Catholic Student Center at Washington University. We're talking about becoming peacemakers, which is obviously so very important in our world today. But it's always important to be sharing and spreading this peace of Christ himself in and through the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. How have you been a peacemaker in your own life, in your own family, in your own home, in your community, in your school, in your workplace? We'd love to hear from you. What have you done to work for justice, to to practice self-sacrifice in order to bring about, again, that peace that only Jesus can bring? Give us a call. Join the conversation at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to go into our first break. We've got more coming, though, on The Inner Life and Becoming Peacemakers when we come back right after this. Stay with us. If you are in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at relevantradio.com slash forester. We gotta have peace to keep the world alive and war to cease. We gotta have joy. Yeah, it's not wrong. Keep the world alive. We gotta have peace, but not just peace as the world gives, as we've been talking about. Become peacemakers here uh, with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. My name is Patrick Conley. Welcome back to the Inner Life. Just a reminder that uh, we'll be broadcasting live and in person at the upcoming National Eucharistic Congress. We're inviting you to join us to show up for Jesus at this once-in-a-lifetime celebration, July 17th through 21st in Indianapolis. You check out the travel packages for the Congress at relevantradio.com slash encounter. It's relevantradio.com slash encounter. 
Well, Father, um, just uh, going back one more time to specifically some of the places of out-and-out war in our world, and of course um, focusing a lot of our attention these days on the Holy Land and things going on there. Um, Russia and Ukraine, of course, is, is still an ongoing war as well. There are other wars going on in the world today. And I think oftentimes we uh, we find ourselves a little bit of at a loss to, you know, what can we do in the face of all of this uh, injustice that's going on, all of the uh, the tragedies that are happening? How can we be peacemakers maybe on the large, on the global scale? Yeah, I think that if we were, as you said in your opening, uh, to try to describe and, and try to understand all the different things that are happening in the world today, uh, that we wouldn't write the book or the article, we wouldn't write anything at all, except for how we live our lives. And the conversations all around the world are about Ukraine and Russia and about Palestinians and Israelis. And we can look and see the hard facts that are coming out of those regions. We can look and see the statistics in our own country. Mm -hmm. But can we look into our hearts and to be able to notice what rises? Do we have real empathy for those people who have been displaced or killed or mistreated in in terrible ways. But do we also see truly profoundly the Lord at work in the midst of all of these? Mm -hmm. Do we see him still doing what he is as creator and savior in the midst of all of the the hell that's happening on earth? Uh, I got to meet a Ukrainian couple that were able to come to St. Louis uh, who have just brought into the world a new baby girl and just celebrating her and and being able to say in the midst of all of this war, we're choosing to continue to bring life and and peace into this world and to do what we can. So just those, those moments are little glimpses of Jesus saying, keep your eyes on me. You know, don't, don't just allow yourself to be folded into some media cycle. Uh, Allow, allow me to be the one to bring that perspective and and to move forward in trust and, and my love. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a great reminder too of of exactly of seeing that of uh, of continuing on to do the things that the Lord has called us to, um, you know, as we are working for peace locally and globally. So that's very good. Let's go to the phones. Annette is calling in from New York City. Good afternoon, Annette. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life. Welcome. Hi. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Sorry. Good afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Just okay. fine. Go ahead, Annette. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was grappling with the same issue and the topics that you're mentioning right now, and I, I took it to adoration today, and and really what I felt got placed in my heart that um, was that in my day-to-day, I can uh, offer and sacrifice daily in my work as a, as a housewife, as a mother. Um, I can, you know, even the holy hour that I did in my prayers, and maybe a, a fast, a fast from a, a breakfast or a lunch, um, and and even in the laundry that I may not feel like doing today. All of that can be offered up, not just for my family, but for our situation in the world. And and so um, I, I I felt the Lord really just kind of put that that my that my whole day could be that sacrifice, and I can do that joyfully. That too could be part of the sacrifice as well, even when I don't feel as joyful. And that, that's beautiful. I think the opportunity that we have to be a part of Jesus's work, his redemptive love, 
is sometimes as specific as skipping a meal or spending time in his presence in adoration or uh, even just taking a life-giving decision like calling a relative or uh, doing some kind work, uh, little things that move the needle forward just a little bit. And, and maybe uh, they're, they're not even recognizable to other people, but the Lord sees those things and, and uses that opportunity that we have. Sorry, Father, we seem to be having some technical issues there with our connection with you, so we're just going to try to reconnect with you. Annette, I wanted to jump in and say thank you. Thank you for the offering of those little everyday sacrifices. What a great reminder that is. We're talking about being a peacemaker, becoming a peacemaker here on The Inner Life today. And I think that's a wonderful, and it's a, it's a great challenge for us all, is to take the everyday tasks that are set in front of us and turn them into sacrifices, that there is uh, something, like whether it's, like you said, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, doing something that I... I don't particularly enjoy doing, but have to be done that, you know what, that even those small little sacrifices can be uh, a vehicle for cultivating peace in our own lives um, through connecting with God, even in the things that in the everyday chores of, of life and, uh, and then sharing that peace out with others and seeing that it's done in a particular way that brings about that peace that, as Father was saying earlier, is not as the world gives, but as, um, as we as as he himself gives and as we see in our lives. I think there's a lot more to be said about that. Thank you, Annette, for the phone call. We're ca- talking about, again, becoming peacemakers here on The Inner Life, um, where, whether you've been a peacemaker in your own life or perhaps on a larger scale. Give us a call and join the conversation. Let us know what you've done to help further the peace of Christ in your life and in our world today. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Father, I think we have you back now. Um, would you like to finish your thought that you were speaking to Annette there that uh, we were just saying about everyday tasks? Yeah, sorry, everyone. I think that recognizing the everyday tasks and their merit and the way in which God can use those to be a part of his saving work is very significant and important. So just those little things like Annette was describing really have big consequence, even though we might not be able to see them in, in today's world or in today's circumstances. Mm, yeah, exactly. Well, wonderful. Again, thank you, Annette, for the phone call. Father, one of the things that occurs to me, too, is the importance, um, and may, I don't know if people would make this connection or if uh, if there would be, if if there is a connection there, and maybe you can elucidate some for us here, on the the connection between honoring the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath, and peace. I think Sabbath is so important for us, and the word Sabbath truly meaning rest, that on, on the eighth day, God rested, uh, or on that, that final day of creation, he saw what was good, and in doing so, he didn't need to rest. He's God. He's all-powerful, but he rested so to provide us an example, and in that rest, we're perhaps able to recognize what needs to change or to be able to have some additional time for prayer to notice what God is inviting us to do. If we're going to be agents of peace, we need to recognize what God wants us to do to do that peace Uh, and and finding time for rest and making space in our lives uh, for recreation or recreation in that way uh, is a great way of going forward into a new week. 
It seems to me too that one of the things that it that it contributes is this understanding about, or maybe it's a, I guess it's a little bit of an attitude adjustment, right? I mean, in saying that, uh, you know, all these the the tasks that weigh down on us, uh, kind of like Annette was talking about, but the the day to day tasks, whether that be um, household chores or maybe it's something related with our work lives and things like that. Those are things that can really start to weigh down on us and start to steal away at the peace that Jesus came to bring. When we become overly obsessed about those things and getting them done, and then the Sabbath comes along maybe as an opportunity to recognize their appropriate role in our lives. You reminded me I need to switch out my laundry, Patrick. It's still in, <laughs> it's still in the washer. But the... But recognizing even just how our, our world lives, you know, okay, it's it's Sunday and the, it's a day of rest, sure, but now there are all these different things that demand my attention. And sometimes even leisure can be stressful. Have you ever heard the mm. phrase, I need a vacation from my vacation? Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe we're, maybe we're going about it wrong. You know, so how, what does true rest look like? And if, if I can find just, I don't know, space away from technology or space away from, from doing things and just simply being, uh, maybe I can find some of that peace enter into my life a little bit more. Maybe I can notice those things that cause me unrest or, or lack of peace. And then I can make steps to be able to change those throughout the week. Uh, I, I think a very powerful instrument is the off button. Uh, and just to be able to use that a little bit more in our day-to-day life. Wow. Yeah, true enough. Uh, not sometimes that's the hardest button to push, though, Father. I can't admit. And uh, and for what it's worth, my laundry is in the washing machine right now too. So I, I'll change it over <laughs> once we're done. I'm not here. alone. <laughs> no, you're not alone. That's right. And I guess you know what? Just to tie that right in is that that's the thing too. Is that um, sometimes we we imagine that we are more stressed, more put upon, more you know, more things demanded of us than. Than the people around us, and so um, we—it's almost like we we garner this right to be uh, anxious or to be frustrated or to be um, uh, unpeaceful, basically. But uh, in actuality, it seems like not just the Sabbath, but I mean, this is something we we talk about often here on the Inner Life. But even taking a moment or two or twenty or whatever it is at the beginning and end of each day to give the Lord day over to the Lord and to thank the Lord at the end of the day for the day he has given us. The Lord loves gratitude. He loves uh, because it gives us an opportunity to see how he's been at work in our life, how he's been providing that, that gratis or that grace, uh, that, that recognizing how he's at work and okay, Lord, it was a really tough day and there was a lot of terrible things that happened in the world uh, but you were able to show your presence to me through these small things. That's enough motivation for me to begin or end this day uh, with you and to allow yeah. you to be with me the rest of the day as that right. agent of peace. Right, right. Yeah, and I, there's just, I mean, again, it, it boils down to a lot of these just regular practices that we factor into our lives. We're talking about becoming peacemakers here. How do we do that in our in our homes, in our workplaces, and in our communities, and in our world? How do we become true agents of the peace of Christ in our world today. If you have a way, ways that you work toward being a peacemaker in your family, in your workplace, in your school, whatever it is, give us a call and join the conversation, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. 
Well, let's uh, let's boil it down to something again. We talked about family, Father. So we talked about conflicts can, that can um, that can arise there. But what about say at the workplace? I mean, you're a priest, so I'm sure as you know, chaplain at the Catholic Student Center at Washington University, I'm sure you never have any conflicts whatsoever. But <laughs> for those for those who might be encountering uh, conflicts in the workplace, how can somebody be an effective peacemaker in the workplace? I think that's recognizing the why. Why is this thing rattling me or making me upset? Why Why is there lack of peace? Uh, I have a friend that talks about justice issues. You know, so he in his workplace was uh, recognizing that he was being uh, pushed aside and he had to allow that to be something that he didn't fight back on because he said, look, like it at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. This person is better at that role. That's fine. But there were some things where he said, no, that's, that's not okay. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. And he had to stand up and advocate, not just for himself, but for the right thing. So again, Christians aren't just these sad people that, you know, are kind of oblivious to, to what's happening in the world or just, you know, so Pollyannish that they don't have anything to say. No, it's, it's a both and where we, are able to look at, say, okay, uh, this is hurting my pride, so Jesus loved me in that situation. But also, oh, Jesus, I really think you're calling me to step up and to say uh, in conflict that this is this is not okay, uh, that that can be an agent of peace too. I mean, we, we always go to extreme examples, but, but to look at the Holocaust, there were many people, some who have been recognized as saints or uh, Christians that have done great works or, or non-Christians who did wonderful deeds, who stood up to the midst of uh, this horrendous action that was happening in the annihilation of all these millions of people. And they said, this is not okay. And sometimes it cost them their lives. So not a workplace example, but uh, I think sometimes we, we have to recognize where the Lord is at, inviting us to act. Yeah, I, I think that that's a that's an excellent point and something that yeah, we peacemaking can indeed demand uh, demand it all from us and uh, well because Jesus demands it all from us right if if you would my disciple be got to take up your cross and follow him every day our spiritual director again is Father Brian Fallon we're talking about becoming peacemakers if you have been an agent of peace in your home in your workplace in our world today. Give us a call and let us know how you did that, what you do to be a peacemaker, to bring about the peace of Christ in in those places at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or at innerlife at relevantradio.com. Got more to talk about when it comes to being a peacemaker. Some new ideas coming your way right after this short break with our spirit director, Father Brian Fallon. We'll be back right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. are back here on Inner Life at Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Angus are taking your phone calls. 
Just a reminder that November is not that far away, and it's the month of the holy souls in purgatory who they they need our prayers because they can't pray for themselves. So pray for them with your nationwide community at Relevant Radio. The annual Relevant Radio Holy Souls Novena is going to run November 2nd through the 10th. So it starts on All Souls Day, runs through the 10th. Submit the names of your loved ones so we can lift them up in prayer together. Just go to relevantradio.com slash souls relevantradio.com slash souls and you receive reflections from Father Rocky each day of the novena to help you enter more deeply into prayer. And hey, why not encourage your friends and family to add their loved ones too? Join us throughout the day for the novena, November 2nd through 10th. We'll be praying at the Daily Mass, the live stream Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the live stream Family Rosary Across America, all right here on Relevant Radio. Our spiritual director is Father Brian Fallon. We're talking about becoming peacemakers today on the program. Let's go back to the phones. Valerie calling in from Apple Valley, Minnesota. Good morning, Valerie. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, this conversation just reminded me of my dear mother. Um, she just always, always reverted to peace um, in the family. Just, you know, there's times when you can make decisions and, and you know, you have, have a right to be upset, but she chose to take the peace path. Um, you know, just in families so that families always stay together, you know, on my dad's side and my mom's side, just always chose for peace. So I guess the thing I wanted to share today was, I think it's a decision. It's a decision to choose the path of peace and to make that, make that choice day to day or even long-term just to maintain um, our relationships because that's what's important. So that's what I wanted to share. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing it. It's important for us to see Jesus as an invitation that we respond to each day. Like, give us this day our daily bread. And I don't know how to be a peacemaker on my own accord, but if I continue like your mom, uh, just to be able to be that daily uh, decision-making person to choose peace in each circumstance. And we're going to fail along the way. Uh, that's where we have the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. Uh, but to recognize just how important it is because other people uh, just like you've inherited it from your mom, are going to be able to make that choice too by our example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valerie, thank you. And it's always great to to recognize somebody who's a peacemaker in that way and uh, chose. I like how you put it. Chose the peace peace path. I like that. Yeah, very good. And Father, going back to something you were saying before the break, um, here's the thing. And I'm going back. Actually, I'm going back all the way to your quote by Saint Paul the Sixth, which was, "If you want peace, work for justice." And if we're gonna if we're gonna go that route, I know a lot of people might see that bumper sticker or whatever, however they might see that phrase, and they think, okay, working for justice. Here's what that means: that means uh, marching, it means political advocacy, it means uh, perhaps even things like shouting, and and then it you know it might even devolve into things like violence and rioting and you know things like that, which of course gets us eventually pretty far off the the tack of peacemaking as our Lord intends. But at the same time, on the other hand, we've been talking about sacrifice as well. And uh, sometimes those sacrifices, um, you know, were not meant to be doormats either, as it were, when it comes to making peace. Any kind of reconciling that you can do between those two about how we need to be advocates for justice and for peace, but at the same time be ready and willing, like Valerie's mother, to be uh, sacrificial in that as well. Thank you. Just like the words of Jesus, that quote can be misinterpreted or used for <laughs> sure, each <right>. individual's <laughs> kind of mode and method. So I, I think it's a real discernment. You know, what what is it that I'm called to do? You know, maybe some of our listeners are uh, in a place in life where they're not able to go 
make some sort of active stand uh, based on uh, mobility or just uh, like com- the complexities of life. Like, okay, that, that doesn't necessarily mean action in a visible sense. As spiritual people, we recognize that in the soul and the journey in the interior life might even be more effective uh, in, in the way in which we can intercede for the true causes that the Lord wants to enact. Maybe for other people, based on their ability to or, or their sense of being called or invited into it, are called to move forward and, and take action, uh, are called to to make an active witness uh, and, and to be able to do things uh, that are life-giving in a, in a very tangible, visible way. And so I think it's it's not to each their own, but it's really each individual discerning what what am I called to do to make peace more uh, visible in the world or, mm-hmm. or advance that cause. Yeah. So it takes some discernment there, essentially. Um, yeah, as to what's the right what's the right act, what's the right way to go about it, and it might be for the same individual, it might be different in one situation from another, right? Oh, for instance, just the this past week. Uh, with all the different campuses and all the different activism uh, with Palestinian and Israeli conflict, that there were a group of Israeli students at our campus at Washington University that came together and they invited members of the university to be there for a moment of peace and prayer. And mm-hmm. I was able to go. I, I, I had some free time on my schedule and was just sat in the back and I was able to sing the songs as best I could. They were in Hebrew. And to be able to listen to some of the people talk, not about violence or not about retaliation, but just about their friends and family that uh, lost their lives or those that are still uh, in trying to get back to the United States. And just being there uh, in the midst of all of the different things that are happening was a moment of peace, you know, and just being a visible presence as uh, some of us from the Catholic community were able to be there with our brothers and sisters it was just a small gesture, but it was enough in that moment. So sometimes, right. yeah, it doesn't even have to be about, again, world conflict. It can just be showing up in your family or just being there and, and providing some sort of peace and comfort in, in a small way uh, to those around us. Mm-hmm. And that, that reminds me, Father, of the, I think oftentimes the, the way of the world would be such that they might look upon peacemakers or those who are dedicated, I mean, fully into dedicated peacemaking, that uh, the world might look down upon them as, as uh, I don't know, lightweights or just not being able to, again, um, yeah, it, that, that they're just, they're not, they're too afraid to take a stand. But in actuality, it sounds to me like the path of sacrificial love, the sacrificial peacemaking that you're talking about, actually takes a great deal of courage when it comes down to it. Yeah, and to see that courage doesn't have to be something that is so heroic or recognizable, um, but to be able to see that in our own way, God might be calling you just to take some sort of action, some step forward. In those those small ways, we can— really see the Lord at work in us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that is that is something that uh, I don't know what's a better peacemaker in our world today than somebody else being able to see the Lord active and uh, and active in our own lives and seeing that, um, seeing it with our own eyes. Yeah. Well, Father, uh, along those lines, and we already mentioned, you mentioned, uh, for example, the Holocaust and um, prison camps, that sort of thing. Um, 
And I'm so already some saints names are coming to mind. Any saints particularly that you think we can and should turn to learn about, ask of the intercession of um, for who would be great in this realm of peacemaking? St. Francis is is my guy. So I I really Mm -hmm. think uh, he, in his own way and in his own time, uh, was a real advocate for peace. Uh, in the midst of the Fifth Crusade, he crossed the line of the battle uh, that was happening and was able to go speak to the sultan, uh, just desiring to, to meet with him and to be able to talk about that peace. Uh, I think that's pretty astounding. Um, and I don't have, you know, like St. Francis, the ability to just go do that. Um, but maybe there are some things that I can do that would be courageous signs of peace uh, or, or maybe that courage again, just on that family level uh, to be able to ask St. Francis for his intercession mm-hmm. to, to make me a channel of, of God's peace. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic prayer. And I think it, it shows once again, the, the role of sacrifice in peacemaking as well. We've been talking about becoming peacemakers here on the show today. Um, and, some great ideas from our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. And uh, just to go back one more time to the realm of family, because um, there can be some some pretty uh, war-torn families, quite frankly. I mean, there can be some in our in the family situations that we that we encounter each and every day. Um, you know, people are scared to go home because of perhaps even abusive situations that are going on in our homes. How, I mean, with all of this that we've been talking about, Father, I guess my question boils down to um, how should we expect to see, and what if we're not seeing results of peace coming about um, because of the presence of sin, of evil um, going on in our families, in our in, in the larger society as well? Um, how do we persevere? I think we have to place our hope and trust in the Lord, as we spoke about earlier because the Lord already told us that he has already conquered the world. He says, fear not in John 16. And that can just seem trite in the midst of all of the things that are happening. Uh, But if we truly allow that word uh, of truth from the gospel to be something that we live out of, okay, maybe we don't see our family dynamics change, or maybe we don't see the peace that we're looking for in places throughout the world or in our own land. But we do know that the Lord has already triumphed and will prevail over evil. And I think that's just important for us to remember as we see all of these things unfolding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a tall order sometimes, um, especially in the, in the face of some, some, pretty, some pretty horrific situations that we can see. Um, to to persevere in those places. And yet, I mean, I, going back to what you started the show with, Father, we look at Jesus on the cross and recognize that uh, that the the things done to him, the evil that he was, um, and, and he himself said, right, that he, no one takes his life from him. He, he gives it up of his own accord. It's his own will. And uh, maybe that's a good way to just kind of round off the show here, too, is that uh, just a reminder that the Father's will, even in the midst of some pretty horrific situations, the Father's will is always for peace. Can you uh, just assure us of that again, Father? Yeah, well, the crucifixion wasn't the end of the story. Right. And so 
Jesus willingly laying down his life as an advocate for true peace, the Prince of Peace bestowing life on us through sacrificial love, was one who rose from the dead. And so we too, if we follow his path, will rise from the midst of this fallen world and the destruction that evil brings forth. And so there's a, a lot of glad rejoicing that will happen. We just have to continue to trust that we're moving forward to that place of peace in heaven. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I'm continually encouraged by is that, uh, as, as you yourself have said throughout the program today, Father, is that the time that we take to uh, to nurture our own spiritual lives, our own inner life, um, hence the reason we do this show each and every day, the, the time that we take to do that is is going to have these eternal effects not only on our own lives, but on the lives of the world around us as well, right? Yeah, I, Grace that we receive into our life is more and more uh, the opportunity to experience God's love and, and share it with others. We have hearts that are growing as we continue to do these good works and, and continue to allow the Lord to lead us in the spiritual life. So uh, I'd love for my heart to be as big as St. Francis's someday, uh, but I have to continue to take steps forward with the Lord as he leads me uh, to do his will and his time and, and to be able to bring peace in my own circumstances. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just it, is that working for peace and working for justice, as we've talked about, working sacrificially, being willing to not be right in every argument, to maybe even lose an argument or two, as we mentioned, um, in order for the sake of the of the peace, of the, the greater good of maintaining relationship. All of these things are, um, are great challenges that are before us today, and uh, it might seem like something that's relatively small and have a small effect, but as with all things, given over into the hands of the Lord, He will multiply it beyond we, what we can even see, 30, 60, and 100-fold. Well, Father, some great advice, not easy advice, but great advice from you today on becoming peacemakers in our world that so desperately needs it these days, but we're also going to need God's blessing. So as we wind up the show today, as always, we'd like to close with that. So if you would, please uh, offer a blessing for us. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bring his peace upon you and help you to know of his love day by day in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Brian Fallon has been our spiritual director today on Becoming Peacemakers. Again, if you missed any part of the program and like to go back and listen, you can always find us at relevantradio.com slash inner life. You can go there and share that with others as well. Give them a little help in becoming peacemakers in their situations, whatever they may be. Coming up next, of course, is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and then a little faith explained after that, so stick around for that. Tomorrow here on the program, we're going to be talking about a related topic, navigating conflict in marriage with our spiritual director, Father Alan Hoffa. Hope you and your loved ones can join us for that. Thanks for joining us this time, and until tomorrow, grace and peace.